0: You're listening to the Super Expander Podcast. Align goals are pivotal for expansion. You don't need me to tell you that. But what happens when your flame weakens? What really happens when it totally goes out? Reignite Your Goals starts with awakening to the emotions that pull you further and further away letting go of your shame denial and frustration and figuring out why your body is resisting your goals are the key to success regulate your nervous system release the blocks and reassess your path forward because your goals are ready to be reset and reignited bridget boucher is a speaker, author, and a fractional CFO who advises from her lived experiences. As an entrepreneur, her soulful approach to money mentorship and personal empowerment has helped hundreds of business owners simplify their money, build confidence with their numbers, and map out their money queen model. She believes you deserve to run a profitable business while living a fuller life. Let's dive in. Super Expanders,
1: I'm so, so excited. To share with you, Bridget Boucher.
2: Hello, Super Expanders. We did it. We're here. So
1: funny, but so glad that we are here having this conversation. I get to share you with the Super Expander community. So welcome. Thank you. It is lovely to be here and lovely to see you. To give a little bit of context to everyone who is listening, we've been orbiting in the same world. I've been to several of your coffee chats that you have with this really amazing group of women. And we've been in a mastermind together, all brought together. You know, it's like, I think the glue of the entrepreneurial world, the Harders, right? <laughs> like if I go back and I look look at all the really cool entrepreneurial friends that I have, oh, it's always like a degree to the Harders. So we waste no time here. So let's just dive right into it. Who is Bridget on a
2: deep down soul level? I love starting juicy. You know, I think for me, I think back to, you know, some of the things that really light me up and, and what drives me and curiosity comes to mind. I feel very blessed to be very curious and to be very observant and fascinated by human behavior, especially my own. I'm a big journaler. And so I'm just always seeking to learn and to expand. And I love, love, love connection. People are my gold. So those are some of the things that I feel like at the soul level drive me.
1: What I love about that, and what I feel like, I want to like highlight, is that you just said that on a soul level, is is curiosity is a, a big thing for you, or it's, it's basically who you are on a soul level is a curious person, a curious soul, uh, walking around in a in a human body. And um, I think that when we look at Know, rich, full lives, success in business, all the things, it has to be driven by curiosity. Otherwise, I don't think that the heights of success without that.
2: And do you feel that way too? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I think as you, you know, certainly heard several entrepreneurial stories, you know, it's curiosity that has gotten me to each different trajectory of my life, you know, and I think for everybody listening, you can probably pinpoint some times in your life where you thought, but what if I didn't? Or what if I looked at it through this lens? Or what if I tried something new? And and oh my gosh, if I didn't like it, then that's fine. I can always revert back or or try something else. And That has literally been kind of my north star, even though it's not always north. It's pointing every which way in every direction, and I just tend to follow it wherever it tends to lead me, and I get I get excited about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a kind of a defining difference of being able to look at life and the glass full or the glass half empty kind of way. It's the the defining difference between oh my gosh, what's next, or oh my gosh, doom and gloom. What's so for you? What has been? I don't know. The through curiosity. What do you think the biggest lessons have been for you? Because you've been curious.
2: Yeah, I, you know nothing is as complex or as scary as we we make it out to be. And what I mean by that, and where I'm sitting in this day, and you know, saying that is, I have to remind myself of that very often. So it's not that it's a lesson that I've learned and honed into a hundred percent. I think when you're always Trying something new and you're always pushing yourself into a different realm of whatever calls you towards it. I think you're always going to feel a little bit of that fear. But so often we stop because we're like, it's too hard, it's too difficult, it's complex, it's complex. I don't like the discomfort. You know, I think one defining moment of of that for me is, you know, I grew up in corporate America and I left. I mean, I was 15 years into my career. It was everything that I had, you know, worked for. It was the degree that I had. It was all these different things, but I was curious as to why I was feeling disconnected. I was curious as to what was on the other side. And mostly I was curious about what, what would happen if I just did something different and, and silenced my environment. And what could potentially come of that if I asked myself better questions? And that's been eight years ago now. And the journey has been incredibly transformational. You know, it's come with all kinds of levels and layers and different things like that. But it started with curiosity started with listening to my body, which I had no language for at the time. I was like, what is happening? Why was this everything I ever wanted? And now it's no longer enough. And I think your listeners, as well as you can probably say, I remember a time in my life when I was asking myself those questions and it's curiosity. And furthermore, courage that will get you to be able to take a different action and create a different experience for yourself, no matter where it takes you. It's the the curiosity and then the courage that leads you to in my case, a completely different lifestyle as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think uh, there's so many
1: stories that are really starting to come out of so many people who have been at some stage of a corporate endeavor, reached all the accolades, all the success, and been like, I'm just going to go and burn this whole thing down and do something different, which is like the scariest thing. But there are so many success stories in that too. I mean, like the first one that really comes to mind is like sprinkles cupcakes, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The -hmm. the trailblazers of people who have gone before and been like, you know what, I'm not going to do this thing anymore. I'm actually going to just lean into this, this creative endeavor. And I can make this creative endeavor, this thing that's so much fun for me into something that's super lucrative. So in that curiosity that led you to that place and that space, what was the, like, what was the tipping point moment for you that was like, okay, I am going to make the leap from corporate to this land of entrepreneurship?
2: You know, I think about it often. I speak about it often. And I think that just over time, more clarity comes. And I think at the root of it all, I just felt completely Like my light was dim and I didn't have patience and I didn't have passion for doing the work that I had once signed up for. So what that tells me is sometimes your environment doesn't change. It's you that's changing. And so I couldn't be mad at my corporate career because it gave me so much. I could just kind of thank it, take what was for me to take with me and figure out what I wanted to do next. And I think that was the tipping point when I just energetically was feeling so drained and I thought, I remember getting, you know, getting up to get ready to go into the office and I, it just felt this heaviness and I remember thinking to myself, this cannot be it. Like this can literally not be my life. And what choices do I have? Where are my levers that I can play with? And I didn't see anything changing in that environment, so I knew the only thing that was left was i had to jump and it was not a popular decision let me just tell you that when you make an untraditional decision your family you know i'm married my husband you know i was i wasn't only really trying to convince myself that this was a decent idea for the time being it was just going to be a break you know i was also trying to explain this to people who weren't feeling what i was feeling and i think anybody that makes a big life changing decision like that you know it starts at home within with you and then ultimately you know, it's up to us to explain to a degree, to whatever level our comfort is, not convince, just communicate to those around us that this is exactly what we need. What?
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. So you left from corporate into the sea of uh, I'm doing my own thing. And then how did that all come together to where you are now?
2: Oh gosh. Very clumsily. Let's let's chat about this because this is the real deal, guys. So I was a corporate CFO. I had done, you know, quote unquote, all the right things. I did my accounting degree and I got my corporate job and I relocated and I had just worked my ass off and I climbed that corporate ladder and I, you know, rang the bell, right? Like reached the accolades. And I made CFO by 30, by 30 years old for a woman owned company here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm located. And I was thrilled. You know, I'm very logical person, very accomplishment driven, like many high achievers out there. I wanted the gold stars, and this was like the ultimate gold star, right? I was doing something that was not traditional. I was a young female in an otherwise male dominated, or you know, I was just in a different generation for what I was doing. And you know, I think after I left that, I mean, I know now after I left that, which was eight years ago, like I said, I I kind of just didn't want. Anything to do with it because it represented something. We assign symbols to things, right? We assign memories and emotions to it, whether it's a song or an environment or a smell or, you know, to me, it was this title. I had surrendered this title that I thought meant success. So CFO meant success. Simultaneously, it meant burnout. And I wanted nothing to do with it. So when I first left, I kind of just silenced my environment and took a couple months to just really figure out what I wanted. And I say that so naively now looking back at how that was like, it was going to happen in a couple months. Like I could schedule my discovery of myself. (laughs) And really what ended up happening was I left and I silenced my environment and I dabbled in a bunch of different things. And it was really, really difficult because I didn't realize that my identity went with my title. My confidence had kind of gone with my title or so I thought I was having a really tough time trying to figure out who I was without that business card or without that, email signature or without the staff that i had and just that that cred you know and it took me a while to realize that i that all is in and so for anybody that's listening that has ever had kind of an identity shift or an ego death of any sort where you were once somebody's spouse you know you were once at this title of this job you were once an athlete in a you know whatever it is you know what that feels like and you're going, "Damn, I didn't realize I was that connected to it." You know, and so, you know, coming out of that, I had to really figure out who I was and how I wanted to connect with people and what I was not only good at but where there was a need that I felt really aligned to and and it was very clumsy in the beginning. Like I said I dabbled, I did fractional CFO work for some companies. I just kind of did it in the corporate way because it was the only way that I knew. And then it wasn't until just maybe four, almost five years ago that, you know, like you, we got in rooms with entrepreneurs and we started rubbing elbows with people that were just as curious as us, just as expansive as us and just as passionate. And, and I just, I remember walking into the first space thinking, wow, these people are really magnetic. And they have a lot to offer and they're really passionate and they sure as hell seem to know what they're doing. And I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, being a corporate CFO did a little to prepare me for this. And so the biggest thing and the shift in in all of that journey really came from that first step into that room and subsequent rooms after that. But what I realized truly was all of these people were absolutely incredible. All of these entrepreneurs had so much to give and share. And as I leaned in and started having real conversations with them. I listened to them talk about their dreams and their travels and their families and their goals and their business milestones and all of these things. And they were just larger than life. And then when it came to the the question of finances or money, they froze. One by one by one by one, it was very much like, oh, this is the year I get my financial shit together or, oh, I can't really think about, I'm not a numbers person. I'm a creative. And there was all these different phases of Kind of the light draining from people's faces because the numbers weren't something that they were familiar with. I call it they went from abundance to avoidance. And it was in that moment that I realized, oh my gosh, these people are incredible and larger than life in my eyes. And they can teach me so much. They have all these other puzzle pieces that I don't have. And I happen to hold this one, this one piece about finance and money and empowerment and. Numbers that they needed too. And all of a sudden, I realized that I had a place in this. And the most empowering thing I think about that realization that didn't happen overnight, but the most empowering part was I don't have to abandon my skill set. All of my experiences have led me here. Everything's primed to me to be able to help a different audience. I don't abandon the skill sets, I repackage them now in a way that feels more like me. And so four years ago, almost five now, that's where all of this came together. I get to do numbers my way. I get to talk about energy and money and the softer side of money. I get to talk about what people want to do with the mission and how they can use money as a resource. And it has just become so much more fun than I ever imagined. It's difficult. It's a journey. Like I said, it's been clumsy. It's been all the things, but that's what entrepreneurs we go through, we sign up for this. And thankfully, we have each other to okay. jam, like you and I are doing right now, and to be able to share these stories because it's real life. And sometimes what you might see isn't real life. So we're here to just kind of peel it back and share those things. So from clumsy to where I am now, I am now a fractional CFO for several amazing entrepreneurs who are scaling. I have a team. I wrote my first book. I was going to say this year, but we just hit 2024. So I wrote my first book and published it last year in 2023 called money queen doing a lot more sharing and teaching and mentoring in groups. And I just, I feel more alive about what I'm able to do and the gift I'm able to give people with financial empowerment because it goes well beyond business, you know, and, and I'm still working through it. I I get to be an entrepreneur alongside. So it's, it's also a connection point for me and my clients because I totally get it, you know, and that makes it a little bit more fun, too. Oh, my gosh.
1: So let's talk about the, the book. When I saw that it was coming, I was so excited. Money. I mean, hello. Could the, <laughs> could the title be any more fitting? <laughs> I love it. So the journey in writing that. First, I have to ask, how long did it take you to write it? This is more just a curious, a curious question.
2: Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. When I got serious about it, which means I actually invested in kind of an author coach program, who could guide me through from outline to publishing, I was very adamant about writing it myself. I definitely wanted to go that path. I just needed kept getting stuck because I didn't know what to do next, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: I um, signed my commitment letter to the program in February, and my book was published same year in September. So just about seven months. That's really exciting. Was it Jake? Yep.
1: (laughs) I'm like, of course, I knew it had to be, right? Yes. So you wrote it and it just means you were self published and correct. Yep. That's correct. that's, I mean, anybody listening that's like has a book on their heart, and that's such a, I think, do it's like a scary timeline when you think of like, because you think it has to take so much longer than, Mm -hmm. but it's a doable, realistic, not Crazy, like it's like ah, Mm -hmm. you're gonna get your book down and out in three months. That's like, oh, that feels like something kind of constrictive to me. At least that's that's my felt like that feels like rushed and impossible. But that timeline seems completely possible. So, what were we're gonna get into like the real stuff about the book? But this is more just feel like anybody listening that wants to write a book. What were the biggest things that you like obstacles and struggles that you against in writing your book?
2: Yeah. You know, that's, it's a great question. I think, you know, the writing of the book, once I got clarity on the outline as to what I really wanted to say, then it's filling in the gaps. I'm like, I talk about this stuff all the time. Oh my gosh. These are all the patterns that I've been able to identify in working with hundreds of entrepreneurs around their money story or their strategies or pricing, or, you know, what's a digestible way to kind of simplify a financial framework and actually make it a little soulful, make it a little fun. Right. And so I think once I got the outline, I started to kind of really pick up speed. And then the, the obstacles started coming in in the editing for me because I felt like, you know, how do you put a pin on something that's, that's always going and always evolving and changing? So when you go back and you read through it, it's like, oh, this was my thought in this chapter and now I'm in chapter eight and I never circled back or closed that loop. And so, you know, I think those are the things. It's, so, it's a discipline. So getting clarity on the message and how you want that to put that out into the world, what, who the reader is that you're talking to and, and trying to, you know, create an experience for, and then knowing that it's never going to be, or feel completely done right to a degree, because it, things are, things are moving. And so those are the things I think that would have tripped me up. But if you're like me in a way that you are very coachable, You like to have some skin in the game. You need a kick in the pants sometimes. You need some accountability. You know, that is why I, you know, was seeking out some mentorship and coach because I'm not going to show up to a call and not have my stuff done. I got to tell you that, like, that is very motivating to me. However, the year before when I started writing, I was like, maybe it's just a personal project. You know, I, I wasn't even writing about money. I was just kind of dabbling. It was basically journaling in a, in a Google doc. (laughs)
0: So money queen, let's talk about the
1: journey inside. So someone's Mm -hmm. like, Ooh, I should read Mm -hmm. this. Like what, what's Mm -hmm. the journey going to be like that? What, hold on. I'm tripping over my words here. Mm -hmm. What will the journey be like for them without spoiling it? Like, Mm -hmm. let's give us like a little teaser.
2: Yeah. You know, I think, you know, as you, as you open the pages, I think you're going to see very quickly be able to find yourself a little bit in my story, as I shared earlier, kind of as we've been talking about is everybody's got those moments, those milestone moments of transformation where they're making a decision that's going to change their life and it might feel scary, right? Oftentimes it does feel scary. And when that happens, we go back to our patterns. We go back to our roots of how our behaviors have, have shaped us. And, you know, Money is something that's not going anywhere. It's something that's been a part of all of our lives for many, many, many years. So we have a lot of experience with it. And for this particular book, who is, it's specifically written for entrepreneurs, but it can apply to anybody, whether you own your own business or you run your own household. There are similar factors in there. So whatever your story is, whatever your relationship with money and your tendencies with money, you become an entrepreneur and that's just going to get amplified. If you were avoiding money before, you're gonna avoid it harder now. If you, money burns a hole in your pocket when you get you know some financial cash flow in your business, you might carry that same tendency into your business. And so getting on this journey and understanding a little bit about your money story and those tendencies and where that's coming from and how you could potentially ask yourself some better questions and, and understand where some of these stories that might not be serving you have actually proven to be untrue will help you then go through the book into the financial model, which I call the money queen model. And it's the model designed to be able to allow you to run a profitable business while living a fuller life. Because let's be honest, guys, we don't start businesses because we want to be burned out, because we want to feel out of alignment, because we want to work our fingers to the bone. You know, I mean, all of these reasons that we make these personal sacrifices to start a business a lot of them come down to we want to do something we love we want to do something that we feel proud of that we feel lit up by that that we can create a big impact and certainly create whatever level of abundance that looks like for us money joy and both right and that's why we do it so if you're going to make all these personal sacrifices and you're going to flip your world on its head and you're going to maybe have to have those conversations with your husband or your family because you're doing something untraditional get yourself a guide and money queen is your guide to be able to do that. There's tips, there's resources, there's stories, there's tools. And, and she's the perfect size. She can travel with you. She can fit in your purse. I don't know about you, but I, I probably wouldn't even read a financial book if it was four inches thick. I just wouldn't. So, um, yeah,
1: I know it's, it is. I love, I mean, it's right here. I have it yeah. It's like it's, it's
2: wonderful. <laughs> yeah, toss it right in the bag and take it with.
1: And, and, and the goal the, plane.
2: the goal of it really is for you to be able to have something you can refer back to, but by the time you get through it, really have a simplified approach, have some really tangible tools and rituals that you can look at on a weekly, monthly basis as a business owner and go, gosh, you know, look at me, I'm doing the damn thing. I'm taking the steps that are needed to get me towards more financial education, literacy, so I can make more confident financial decisions. And as a result of that, everybody benefits, your clients, you, your family, whoever's watching you fine tune your your financial empowerment, whether that's a child or a sibling, or you're breaking some generational wealth patterns because you are actually taking control and owning your numbers and got a secret for you. Like this book is not trying to make you an accountant. There are plenty of us out there that can hide you with that. It's really about you don't need to do your numbers, but you need to know your numbers so that you can use your numbers and make that money for you. Mm,
1: so good. Yep. You got to at least have competent literacy or like a language to speak in order, in order to communicate and, and be in it. You can't just put your head in the sand. Right. Okay. So on this journey to writing a book, to stepping out of corporate, to building the business that you're in there, had to have been some expanders on the way for you that really showed you that this is all possible for you. So I'd love to hear a story, maybe one of those, Mm. which I know is a tall order. There's usually many of those.
2: There are, you know, there really are many, but you know, it kind of is interesting when you had brought this up earlier in, in the entrepreneurial circles that we run in and You know, I remember walking into my first mastermind and we all walk in there thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this existed or this is possible. And look at all these amazing people. And oftentimes we're in the seats and we're looking up at the stage or we're looking up at the person that's got the microphone in their hand and thinking, were they once sitting where I was, you know? And I think we all have that feeling often when we get in rooms like that. And, you know, for me, I would definitely credit the turning point to Chris and Lori. They were the ones, Chris and Lori Harder we're the first mastermind that I invested in. And it's been such an incredible journey to be able to, you know, observe some of the behaviors that they embody and some of the ways that they have gone through life and business and how openly they share. And, you know, it's been a a lovely full circle in so many ways, the relationships that we have fostered, you know, I'm Lori's CFO for her new company and Chris and I Have open dialogue out a lot. And we thankfully have a great strategic partnership with helping entrepreneurs from different levels of lenses that we look through from financial, which I never would have imagined. Right. And I think that's a testament to not only me deciding and making the decision to get in the room, but showing up in a way that I could own my value. And then also a testament to them and recognizing and really wanting to help who comes through their program and how, you know, nurture some of that growth and being open to whatever might come your way. So those would be some expanders that I could see that have started potentially, you know, from an earbud, right? Like had never met anybody in person. You hear you listen to people's podcasts, you listen to this podcast. And then at some point you might meet in person. And at some point there might be a collaboration. And I think it's just really important to be able to notice them, acknowledge them and step into it if it feels right to you.
1: Oh my gosh. Absolutely. You know what I love about that story, like about that being the story and the people on so many levels? One is that I think in in the world that we live in now, I feel like social media gets so demonized in so many different ways. But I think that actually some of the most impactful relationships that I have today started from noticing a post that then drove me potentially to a podcast that... Then I'm like, oh, I can get in that room, which completely felt crazy almost like when you're telling other people, oh, I met them on Instagram and like now I'm flying across the country <laughs> to do this thing uh, to meet these like real people who are actually real, wonderful human beings and, and like your outside friends are, you're bananas. Like you're, <laughs> are you losing your mind? <laughs> it's just, it's so, so funny, but they, the harder is really are help and supported so many people and what i love about the fact that you walked into that room you sat in the chair and you had that thought was that they actually do like there is not like a pedestal they hire they create mm-hmm. opportunities when they see talent when they see that like you're a fit for something they give mm-hmm. chances and opportunities that then turn into big things for people
2: mm-hmm. And, you know, it shows everybody, like everybody benefits from being able to shine a little light where somebody else has a darkness. And so for me, that might be on the financial side. I do with my team do a little bit more hands-on for somebody else it might be marketing and design help and whatever your zone of genius is, you know, getting in a room with a variety of talents, I think is the best way to get some of that perspective of, because it's not just what happens. Happens in your industry. It's what's happening across the whole economy. It's what's happening in other entrepreneurial realms that you can apply. You know, best practices are across the board. You know, you don't, I don't want to be the best CFO because that would limit me. I want to, I want to be a better human. I want to be a better connector. I want to coach. I want to lead. I want to experience all of these things and, and just live, like I said, this fuller life. And that can only be defined by me. So I got to sometimes just hunker down and say, what matters to me today? What do I need today? I'm a big journaler journal- all the time. And that has been a really big tool for me to be able to set myself and get centered. Because every day might be different. You know, what do I need today? That, you know, the answer varies. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh
1: my gosh, that's good nah. So I know everyone listening is now wanting to know, A,
2: how they can get in their world, how they can get their hands on your book, Money Queen. So let's let's talk about where. Yes, Money Queen is on Amazon and soon to be on Audible for you that like to walk (laughs) and drive and all of that. So that's happening here this year in 2024. But the book in paperback or Kindle can be found. And if you want a signed copy, you can go to my website at fordbushay.com.
1: Oh, I love that. So all those links, of course, will be down in the show for ease. And then what's the best way for people to say hi
2: to you? it's like your preferred? Oh, I hang out on Instagram. I love, I love Instagram. So it's at Bridget Boucher. Come say hi. Let me know that you're here. If you had a fun takeaway or anything, I just appreciate it. We're all better when we share. So like I said, my people are my gold. So hopefully <laughs> that keeps expanding too. Oh
1: my gosh, right? So <laughs> Right here I have, what would be like one, maybe it's like pre-reading Money Clean, like homework assignment or like a tip to get them in the direction before they like kind of get that energy going. Is there something like one little tip you could share?
2: Mm, You know, I would probably, like I mentioned, I'm a journaler and I would kind of throw a couple of questions out there. I love these questions because I've never been asked this one before. So here we go. Whether you're a journaler or you just want to take a piece of paper or the notes on your phone, I would ask yourself a couple questions to get a gauge of where you are. Right? We we can't really improve if we don't know where we are in any subject matter. And so the first question I would invite you to ask yourself is, what emotions come up to for me when I think about one? And just free write, right? And then the other one I would invite you to ask yourself is, where did those emotions come from? Where, where do i believe those are rooted in and then we'll throw just yeah. a kicker on oh, there for the third so one right. would be how would money allow me to do good it's like
1: a little bit of lag time or something there i i love those questions they're actually i have a breath work that i lead. i have a money challenge like it's a five-day money challenge work series and those are actually some of the questions it's like an inner child healing around mm-hmm. money or like your money story and like your money story is only written to the date to where we are right and you get to continue it like choose your own adventure but we have to kind of see what the story has been so that we mm-hmm. can consciously choose and curate the, the next chapter instead of repeating the same similar story
2: <laughs> oh I love it so much over breathwork is, is so powerful
1: yep yeah. It illuminates so many different things. Such goodness. And I I love those questions. So make sure you guys grab your journal, get into those and order money queen? Because I promise you, it's such an amazing book. At the end of it, you're going to just be totally a money queen and a whole different version of yourself and the relationship you have with, with money. So thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you, your wisdom, your light, all of it. Thank you. Thank you.